Welcome to Be By Design, a podcast about unlocking the inner code to the person you were designed to be. The code that you can apply to your way of being, your decision making, and your clarity about what you think and how you feel. Each week, we'll discuss a new level of human design and piece by piece uncover the person you were designed to be and the life you were designed to lead. Join me as we lay out the roadmap through life where you get to be your own hero. Buckle up for the ride of a lifetime to discover true understanding of the person you were meant to be. You get to be in control of your runaway Mustang whenever that happens, remembering you've always got the reins. I'm your host, Britia Kabechka. Let's ride. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Be By Design. I am overflowing with this nervous, excited energy today. Um, The podcast officially launched today, so all the excitement, all the things, and I am so excited to be back and share with you another episode and get all of this energy out. So bear with me today if I'm talking fast, I'm feeling all the feels, all the excitement, all the energy. So thank you for being here with me today. Um, Thank you for for showing up and sharing and talking about it. And I'm just so glad you are here. But because I have all this energy, I want to talk about energy today. I want to talk about the energy that is within our human design. And for me, this is so much fun because I feel like it kind of connects the two sides of human design. It connects the science with kind of that spiritual woo-woo aspect of it. But I want to go back a little bit and I want to talk to you about why we even care about this, right? Like this is how I want to start is why do we even care about this? Because what we don't know about ourselves is keeping us from the real success that we deserve. When you understand exactly how you were designed to thrive and succeed in this world, you're able to live your highest truth and you're able to feel empowered. You're able to feel and stand behind that. You're able to form more more meaningful relationships and embrace more love. In turn, that, that gives more love out to the rest of the world. You discover and commit to doing the work that brings you the highest fulfillment, where, however and wherever that shows up in your design and in your life. And you get to discover how to earn more money and live this life of financial freedom and ease. And it just gets to keep getting better. And how we get to do that is by using your personal energy as this vehicle for change and transformation. So we're using your personal energy. We're using who you are at the core in order to drive that change and transformation. So going back to like my degree, I have a degree in a bachelor's degree in health sciences, and I wasn't great at physics. I struggled to get through physics at Baylor, but when I went on to do physics and ultrasound, that made a lot more sense to me. The, the energy of sound and and physics of sound waves and that kind of thing makes a lot more sense to me than just physics in general. But I want to talk about all of this because the energy part is super important, right? Like energy is this quantitative property 
that has to be transferred to a body or physical system in order to perform the work on the body or to heat it. So energy, right? And by definition, energy is ability to do work. And energy is found in many different things and can take many different forms. So I want to play with this a little bit because I feel like our body is that vessel or the vehicle, you know, the vessel for this energy production and conversion, transfer, transfer of energy. Like we are the vessel. Our body is the, bo- is the vessel for this energy. And so there, you know, there's two things we learn in the, in, I'm just going to use my degree, for instance, two things we learn, but we learn this even in, in high school, right? Physics and biology. And these two things are, are in, in everything. (laughs) And it's so fun for me to be able to connect these things, right? So the first part of it is that absolutely everything in the universe is made of energy. So like this pin is made of energy. Um, you know, our voice carries energy. Our body is energy. We're energy in motion. We're energy sitting, potential energy and everything. And the second is that we each have this unique DNA, right? So human design is, is the basis of like the day you were born, the moment you were created, even before you have a DNA from your mom and your dad. And the stars align in this certain way, the exact moment that you were born. So we're all part of this giant cosmic energy field, right? We're basically all just little pieces of of fairy dust, of stardust. But we're each a unique expression of it. We each show up a different way because it's expressed and it's changed and it's different within each of us. So you have your own energetic makeup that is coded by your DNA. And that's what makes you uniquely you, okay? Are you following me still? So it's it's weird or rare that we actually think or talk about ourselves as like these energetic beings. And I love this so much and I'm kind of nerdy out over it because I've always had this feeling of energy, but I never knew what it was. Like, I'm like, yeah, I feel people's energy even before I knew what human design was, way before. Um, it was like, I feel people's energy and I feel this energy and like energy, energy, energy. But I never knew like how to put, it's like a firefly flying around where I never knew how to like catch them. So it's much more common to really consider ourselves as flesh beings, right? Like in this human body, we're just people. And temporarily we get these conscious, you know, feelings, or we enjoy a time-bound experience of life that it's really meditated by what we think and feel about everything around us. So much of how we interpret and analyze the world around us is through these mental models. And yet underneath all of that is this obvious undercurrent of energy. It's all fueled by this energy. So think of the ways you like to enjoy yourself. Like um, for me, you know, it could be riding horses or playing sports or painting or drawing. I love my bullet journal or reading. Okay. All of these things, you're expending your energy. 
You're getting rid of it. You are transferring it to something else because it would just remain potential energy if we didn't expend it. So the reasons we like certain things is obvious. It's like, because the, we like the way they make us feel. I wouldn't go ride horses if I hated riding horses, unless I was forced to, which then goes into conditioning. But we do these things because of the way they make us feel. I enjoy my bullet journal because it's a way for me to calm down. It's a way for me to relax and get things out. I like the way it makes me feel. So this feeling when we're doing these things is actually an expression of your personal energy field, which is unique to you. So this is what's informing, okay? This is what's informing what makes you feel good and bad in life and what depletes you and what restores your energy. So knowing these things gives us that potential to grow into. And when we try to reason or explain the differences between people's behaviors and interests, it's common to look at like nature versus nurture where we can look at nature and nurture and we can explore the conditioning and backgrounds that people grew up with. And this is, this is really a lot of fun. <laughs> but if you contemplate siblings within stable and consistent family backgrounds, you're still going to see this wild and unexplainable variances in character and dispositions and interests. Like me and my sister grew up in the same environment, like, you know, same household. We were only two years apart. But when you look at our designs, we're radically different. And this was a huge thing for me because I tried to live my life. My mom and sister are both generators and I tried to live my life keeping up basically. Not that they put any of that pressure on me, but they'll tell y'all I like to sleep and that's because I'm a projector and I need to rest and recharge, but they can get up and they can just go, 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 go. They can keep doing and keep doing. And I can't operate that way. So you'll see these, you know, variances in, in who we are. And we do actually me, my mom and my sister, we all act fairly similar yet wildly different at the same time. And the reason is because of the difference in our individual energetic fields. Okay. Because while we all have this conditioning from our parents and our culture and our environment, this actually only tells a small fraction of the story. Like so much about who we are as adults is from the conditioning and culture and environment that we grew up in. So what I'm getting to here, right, is that you are unique, but you were coded at birth into this personal DNA mixed with this um, conscious and unconscious side. So there's a piece of your DNA that is encoded into your birth. But there's also this energetic aspect. There's this energetic field that is unique to you as well. So if you contemplate it, right, it's the same you that we often spend the rest of our lives looking for as we wake up from our childhood conditioning. And we feel like we've lost ourselves at some point. And we're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Our pain and our suffering, which are messages really from our energy being are all signs that are informing us of misalignment with our true self of like when we feel pain and when we feel suffering and when we feel like something is really off and we just can't get our energy right, that's misalignment. 
And this is why all of the greats, like all of the people of our time really say like, you need to just be yourself. Like just be yourself. You ask a hundred year old woman what her secret is. Well, that one said Dr. Pepper, right? But it's like, just be yourself. Don't try to hide who you are. Don't try to change who you are. Don't have regrets. Like just be yourself. And it's obvious, yet it's so hard to live by because who the hell are we anymore? We get so far away from our energy that in order to recalibrate ourselves back to that, that blueprint, right? It's like, I don't even know where to go. I don't even know where to go anymore. So the, the mastery here, the, the part that's like, okay, I have room to grow. I have room to give me some tools to get back to that is that to know deeply, know and deeply understand really that your energetic makeup is unique to you. And once you're able to see that, you can navigate life and you can achieve your greatest potential because you now have the map in front of you. You now have that that specific being that was created and the energy around it that you get to work with now. So really it's all of human design is just this kind of revolutionary system. I feel like it's the exact thing that is needed in the time that we are in in order to bring us back. Um, you know, I was talking to someone else this morning again, and we were talking about that. This just feels right now we're in 2021 and it just feels like there's so much uprooting happening. Like there's so much generational trauma being uprooted right now that we're all so freaking lost and feel like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders and there's fear around us that it's like, I I can't even tell left from right some days. Like we don't even know what's right from wrong anymore. But what we can do, what we can do is control ourselves. Is that we can start looking at ourselves and get in alignment. And it's like all of these things bumping into each other, right? And all of a sudden, what is it like sound waves? Okay, I'm trying to think of a good example because it's like sound waves. You know how some of them travel... I want to find a video to show y'all, you know, sound waves sometimes like are bouncing off all chaotic and it's like, but then sometimes they all just flow in waves. Okay. And when we work on each individual particle, each individual person, if you will, if you're still following along, we get to raise that vibration and then we can all start flowing in sync. And that's kind of what we were talking about. It's like raising this bar one person at a time. And how we do that is by getting in touch and getting in alignment with who we really are at the deepest level. So it's, it's really this system that I feel like we, we need so much right now. And it maps out your personal energy field, giving you this insight, right? It's personal and it's precise and it's profound into this energetic makeup of your conscious and unconscious mind of who you are at the core. And it shows you all of these best things that we've talked about, you know, how to best respond to the world around you, how, how to make your decisions, you input your information and it breaks this down for you. Okay. So it's, it's this sense of being right. 
separate from the universe. And it's an illusion. Like when we take, when we take the human under a microscope and we break it down just the same as anything else does in the micro quantum world, if you will, and why it would not, we're all part of the same universe. Okay, we're all part of the same universe. And it's an illusion because like Einstein said, a human being is part of the whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feeling as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. So if we're not separate, okay, we're not separate, we're all part. There, is there a pattern or a formula to the human condition? Does our genetic makeup, our DNA, does it all run by some pattern? And this is how like gene, like the genome project and gene editing, they all set out to answer this question, like, is there some sort of pattern? And if we know the genes that cause disease like cancer and heart failure, or even mental disorders, maybe maybe we can have genes that inform our behavior and our preferences and our energetic disposition. So really it's, there's a lot of things that suggest yes. So how does this human design part discern a pattern within your DNA? Okay. And this is, this is the part where we start getting into the spirituality of it. That these neutrinos, if these little tiny particles we may save this for another day, but <laughs> these little tiny particles carry this amount of mass, okay? So about three trillion neutrinos and the material information that they carry pass through every square inch of the planet per second. Did y'all know this? Is this new to you? Our sun produces about 70% of all neutrinos that travel through our solar system with the remaining 30% emitted by other stars in our galaxy and small amounts from the planet Jupiter. Did we know this? Because neutrinos have really become one of the key building blocks of dark matter that scientists are focusing their research on. And in 2015, some of the scientists found that um, these neutrino oscillations show that neutrinos have mass. And there was actually like, they got a Nobel prize for that. So the belief here is that human design is the science, is that since neutrinos have this infinitely small amount of mass, as the stream passes through us, it leaves this information. The moment of our birth, we are now a, a physical body and those neutrinos pass through us. And we are imprinted by the information carried by this neutrino stream from the wider galaxy. So this imprint is reflected in your human design chart. And this is, this is what determines your particular design, your character, your disposition, who you are. Okay, so now that we've entered this, this level, if you will, of talking about these neutrinos and these little bitty particles, things become more complex because this is interpreted now through the I Ching and the Kabbalah and astrology and the chakra system, and it creates this design. 
So tons and tons of, of stuff has gone into this, into human design. And, and that's what brings us to where we are now in the different types. So this is where your energy lives within your type. So I said a lot of that. How much, how long have we been talking? I've said a lot of that to get down to this very uh, important part of the human design system. And that is like our energetic types. So there are five types and we'll talk to you later about like a profile and strategy and all of these things. But once you look at your chart, which you can get um, in, in the notes section, there's a way you can get your chart for free and pull it up and look at it. But your, the, your type is really the cornerstone of your energy field. And this type is what defines your core energy strategy. Okay, so this is the energy that lives. If we go back to what I was saying in the beginning about we're all just energetic beings, this is where your energy lives. So there are five types. There's the generators and manifesting generators, and they make up 60, 66, almost 67% of the population. Projectors are only about 22% of the population. Manifestors, 9.6% of the population. And reflectors are 1.5% of the population. So I'm going to go through each of these and talk a little bit about their strategies. And then we might go into depth later on about this. Um, so stay tuned. But I do want to know if you're listening, I want you to message me on Instagram for TK, send me an email. Um, I want to connect with you because again, I want this to be conversational. I want to know who you are if you're listening to me. So shoot me a, a message or on Instagram or whatever it is. I want to know what your type is because I, I just want to know that excites me <laughs> and I want to know who's listening. I want to hear who you are and how we all connect. So the first one is a generator and their strategy is to respond to things. So generators are the dominant type, like I said, almost 70% of the population. And they're, they're this driving life force of the world, right? The builders and labor workers, and they do these major projects. And their strategy is to respond, through, to respond to things. And through response, to find satisfaction and avoid frustration that will come if they are living out of alignment, if they are saying yes to the wrong things they're going to feel a deep sense of frustration. Generators are first and foremost people of activity. They like to always be doing things. Um, they're naturally full of vigor and need this really this outlet for their powerful inner drive. Um, they tackle all kinds of different projects with like this level of intent and determination and they get more momentum as they make progress. My sister is the prime example. I'm going to do a quick shout out to her. Go follow her on Instagram at Lazy Haven. She is renovating an old property and she is generator in natural form. Like when she is in alignment, you guys, you will see her just tackle projects like they're nothing. <laughs> and I love to watch her um, because I just can't, I can't do that. And a lot of people do if you follow her. Um, or you get to know her, you're going to see that she just has this way about her that she goes, she has that, that generator energy. So finding activities that really, um, 
bring a natural enthusiasm, helps grow their energy and helps them express that energy. So as generators find and connect to their passions, their dedication leads them to this mastery and mastery leads them to success and satisfaction. And so generators life work really tends to be refining what projects best fuel their energy. It's like, okay, she's amazing at, um, she's always been great at art and, um, so putting that art into like renovating, and she also works for, for an online company and just absolutely loves what she does. So it fuels that, like it's, it's like a building block. Once they get going and they keep pouring, pouring fuel in it by doing what they love, it keeps that energy going. So manifestors are here to inform. Manifestors make up about 9% of the population. I'm going to share with y'all because I want you to know me as well. Um, my husband is a manifester and my two nieces are also manifestors. So their strategy, I know this for sure with my husband, their strategy is to inform before they act to find peace and avoid anger. So manifestors, um, when they're out of alignment, when things aren't going their way, they, they have anger is what is kind of their, their non-self theme or when they're out of alignment, but they find this peace. And they really have this closed and repelling aura sometimes, but they're here to understand their impact on others. So manifestors are meant to this initiate and impact others. They're here to like be the action starters, I would say. Like they're here to kind of create this, their actions or their words when they start doing stuff, it brings about transformation. So I always tell my husband, <laughs> Like he isn't a, a fantastic manifester, but when his manifesting is off, he can manifest like bad weather. I mean, he is excellent at it. So um, their, their actions and their words and their thoughts even bring about transformation. So they initiate change in themselves and in other people. And they can be free, really independent, and have this powerful positive effect on the world and the people that they care about when they're using that energy properly and when they're, they have it focused on the right things. So this, this kind of closed and repelling aura that manifestors can sometimes have can make others feel off balance and want to con control them. But manifestors don't like the word no. They don't like to be controlled. Um, so when a manifestor shares with others, this naturally relaxes those around them and kind of removes that energetic resistance and it allows them to initiate this peace. So like we said, it, like manifestors can kind of be this initiating catalyst for other types. When they're moving through life without informing others, they start to feel angry as a result of that resistance that they may experience. So for instance, my husband will like get this idea and just go do it. But if I'm not informed, I don't know what the heck he's doing. So it's hard for me to, to be there to meet him on that if he's not informing. And that's what happens with manifestors. They just get an idea and they're, they're so, um, and like they, they just initiate, they act on things. Like they have this idea and it, they make it happen. And it happens that easy for them most of the time. But if I'm not on board with that, he's going to feel like, like there's some resistance there. So um, when you look at their charts, it's like 
finding that, that there has to be that communication. There has to be that inf- informing others of, of what's happening and how they can, can be a part of it. Cause you're just going to leave them in the dust. Um, but also they don't like being told no. <laughs> so with, with children, you can see how that may, may throw them out of alignment a little bit. Manifesting generators. So they are here to respond as well. And uh, approximately 37% of the population are manifesting generators, which are a combination of generators and manifestors. So they really have, they have to balance the characteristics of both types, right? They have to process the anger of the manifester and inform others, like when they're going to do something and what's going to be happening. But they also must process the frustration of the generator and wait for the timing to respond, wait for the timing to act on things that are right for them in those moments. So manifesting generators are like a manifester that's shrunken to fit inside a tiny vehicle. Like this manifester just has this idea and acts and goes and does it. Um, the generator kind of has to get their motor running a little bit before they can go do it. So when you put that together, it's like the manifestor yearns to just jump into the action and the generator's like, oh, we got to wait for the right time. So they kind of have this balance of, uh, of pull on either side. But every time a manifesting generator jumps into something without waiting to respond, they're going to hit a brick wall of resistance. So they can be the most erratic and impatient of all types. And I have one of those. My son is a manifesting generator. My daughter is a generator and my husband is a manifester. So we have all of the types, four of the five, of course, Um, we got them all down and I am the projector. So my, oh, and let me just say too, keeping up with a manifesting generator son is a lot of work. But and that, and more on that another day. Projectors are here to really wait for the invitation. And projectors make up 20% of the population. And their strategy is to really wait for the invitation to find success and avoid bitterness. So we can be very bitter. I probably have experienced that in my life. Um, I don't know if you guys watch TikTok, but cussing warning. Have you ever seen the TikTok that's like, you done pissed off a petty bitch, a petty bitch. <laughs> like that, I feel like is a projector song, but with bitter. Like we're, we can be very bitter and hold on to things. But projectors really have this focused and absorbing aura. And they really need to learn and understand other people around them. And I feel like that deep in my soul. Like I want to know all of you. I want to understand where you're coming from. Like just teach me all the things about you. Like, I'm not here to have surface level um, conversations, but I want to learn and understand and why do people think the way they think? Like That's how I work as a projector. So we're really naturally sensitive to and aware of the energy of other people. Like I said earlier, it's that I always knew about this energy. I just didn't know what it was. And learning about myself, learning about my human design, it's all over in my, in my body chart that um, as a projector that I'm aware of the energy of other people, as well as being a splenic authority. Again, we'll talk about that later, but 
projectors can really recognize the natural gifts and capability of others. And we're here to be this guide, this, this overarching theme in projectors is that they're guides and they're here to really have these unique insights into the way that life works. And we're sensitive yet aware. So we can kind of develop this natural wisdom. So when others recognize and value what projectors have to offer, they can become powerful guides. And I saw this funny meme. I, I need to share it. I need to find it and share it. But it was a meme of like um, somebody whispering in a projector's ear. It was like, I see you and you're doing a good job. And it was like, show chills on the arm. Like that's what projectors need. It's like confirmation, I guess. Um, it's just being being noticed and being seen and heard because as projectors, their openness really leaves them vulnerable to conditioning. And if projectors are focusing on the wrong people and they're not being recognized, it really leads to exhaustion and bitterness. And I felt that so deeply in when I was out of alignment in the last couple of years, it was like, why is nobody seeing me? Why is nobody hearing what I have to say? And, and I started getting very bitter about things. And so it leads to burnout when you feel like that. But the reality of it was that I was just completely out of alignment and I was projecting that people were able to feel and see that. So projectors need to learn to be very discerning about engaging their energy and where they're sending it, where they're receiving it. And they're very natural at mastering systems. And when they use their energy correctly, they're going, to succeed, they're going to experience this deep success in their life and relationships. And, and that's going to show up differently for everyone. But projectors really play this specialized role in relationships. And getting recognition is very important. And it creates the framework for them to kind of play their role. And it invites them into that relationship in a way that really nurtures and, and keeps it going. The last one is reflectors. And they're here to wait. So reflectors are completely open without definition. And they're just over 1% of the population. So it's very rare to have reflectors. And I know there are a couple in my group that I've met. And their strategy is just to wait for a full cycle of the moon before making decisions to find clarity. Because um, it leads, when they do this, it leads to a life of more surprise and less disappointment. So there's this resistant and sampling aura and they are learning to reflect rather than identify so because they're completely open they're receiving this energy from other people all the time but a reflector's presence they're here to really be mirror for others so in a group or if you're around a reflector people's sense of themselves in the group is mirrored through that person through that reflector and most people have a balance of open and defined centers, which creates this polarity, if you will. But these reflectors are just open. Like it creates a very different experience if you're ever around one. And they have the ability to kind of take on and become many different things because they basically become who they're around and they can mold to their environment and embody what is taking place. And their experience is really, um, they experience and embody a group dynamic or theme of an environment. And it gives other people a sense for it as a whole as well. So it gets, 
um, it gets this whole different experience of like reflecting back who they're around. So because reflectors lack any definition, they have the potential to be objective and kind of remain outside of things in a way that others can't. But you can see how this could leave a lot of room for um, conditioning and living somebody else's life and not living true to who you are. So when they're in certain situations, they kind of can embody um, the characteristics and allow others to see things from the outside, like see things from outside of themselves as well. So as people get this larger sense for the group or situation, they develop a better sense for how each individual is participating and contributing. So reflectors are really so magical, like these little magical unicorns, and they can see the progression over time as this group matures and develops, and they're able to give people feedback and like seeing what impacts they have at different times. So I hope you can see how your energy is residing within you, how it's showing up, because all of this is, we're all energetic beings and who we are. So this energy mixed with our DNA from our parents creates this whole unity of who we are. And it's so magical once you start looking at it and digging into the pieces, but we start with your type and your type tells us so much about who you are and what you're here for to do. And all of these fun things. So <coughs> I'm starting to lose my voice. So it's time for me to check out. <laughs> but make sure you go get your chart. Um, I'm so glad that you were here for me. Thank you for joining us this week on Be By Design. Make sure you visit the website, BertiaK.com, where you can subscribe to the show. Um, the show is on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can follow along as well on YouTube. Um, if you want to see my face, I'm on YouTube. Uh, all the platforms that host and stream podcasts, so you'll never miss a show. Make sure you subscribe and like and give me some love. And while you're at it, if you did find value in this show, if you liked what I had to say today, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or just leave me a comment or simply just tell a friend about the show. That would help me out too. So if you know somebody or hear a conversation about what the heck is human design, you give me a shout out. I would love you for it. And again, join my Facebook group, Be By Design. Um, and you can check out the link in the show notes to get your human design chart and join the group. But I want to hear from you. Let me know what type you are um, coming from your projector. Um, so tune in next week. And we'll see you for our next episode. Have a great day.